Hello and welcome back to another episode of Get Uncomfortable, Get Successful. Now I'm really sorry that there's been a, a bit of a break but I'm back now, I'm back on it. Um, so I have actually been traveling around Europe for the past month. Toby and I, my wonderful husband Toby, we went on a great European road trip. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share the audio with you from a Facebook Live that I just did on my profile because it, um, you know, I didn't have any notes. Usually I have notes and bullet points, but I feel like something like this is better kind of coming from the heart. And I had so many amazing experiences and I had so many breaking points that led to breakthrough moments both in my personal kind of mindset um to do with business you know vocational kind of breakthroughs and also with my relationship with Toby I mean we had you know points where we really discovered things about each other that I don't think we would have if we hadn't been away on this trip together for a month because it really forced us to get out of our comfort zones not only within ourselves uh, but also relationship wise it forced us to confront a lot of I guess thoughts and opinions that we weren't always consciously aware that we had the whole time and you know my whole mindset my whole life this whole podcast it's all about getting uncomfortable to get to those breaking points to push through to those breakthrough moments to get to that door behind that big scary monster and I feel like now I'm kind of getting there and now I'm finally back in a space where I can get back into a flow, back into a rhythm. I love to be able to work on the road. I mean, I love being able to remote work, but I am, I'm not going to lie, I'm actually quite excited to be sat here at a table <laughs> in a chair um, without being distracted uh, by someone asking me if I want another coffee <laughs> right now. So, so I'm going to share the audio with you. From the Facebook Live and any questions that you guys have, just uh, you know, just message me on Instagram or on my Facebook page. Uh, you know, just type my name in. Um, I am the only me that exists in the world. I have uh, said it before. I have Googled myself, and I take a lot of joy in in that kind of level of uniqueness. It's also quite convenient if anyone ever wants to find me and talk to me. So, so today's uh, today's podcast episode is uh, more about my experience just with traveling and how to how to do it. But whilst you're listening, if you're thinking, oh, I wish I could do this, I wish I could do that, what I want you to take away from this is, you know, there's not a huge amount of difference between me and between you. I mean, aesthetically, yes, because we're all individual people, but I have the same... Uh, you know, choices, I can make the same choices that you can make. And I'm nothing but an opportunist, but I've not always been this way. I have let limiting release get in my way at some point. I mean, whilst I was away, creating confidence ran, which is, I mean, I haven't even spoken about that yet. Oh my God, I can't believe that. But yes, I launched a, my very first Facebook group. It's called Creating Confidence, 21 Days to Unfuck Your Brain. And I'm recording this podcast on the 23rd of July. So it finished on the 21st of July. And every single day, whilst I was away, I would show up for the people in the group. And I really wanted 30 people in there. I wanted to positively impact 30 people's lives and you know now there's almost 100 in there so it's it's just it's it's amazing and it really is a sign that I'm on the right path with you know this pro- positive trajectory that I'm on to 
Try and positive, no, not even try, fuck that, no. I am positively impacting people's lives and even when I have, you know, my own little wobbles and my moments of self-doubt and should I really be doing this? And, you know, why do people listen to me? I remember that I've been there and I've done that and I've come out the other side and all the bullshit that I've gone through, I've learned from it. And if I can help you guys through your turbulent times, then it makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? Gives it all a purpose gives it all a meaning so creating confidence around for those 21 days oh it just fills me with joy like I'm so proud of this accomplishment and you know you can still access still access this whole course um first of August something really cool something really exciting is going to happen in that group I'm going to change it into into more of like a group coaching thing so you can still access it it'll just be a little bit different so I'm going to work that out this week and I'll let you guys know all about that in next week's podcast because I'm now back on it I'm now back on my commitments and I'm going to start being really consistent again because we all know that consistency helps you get those goals, doesn't it? And I do really feel that everything that I'm learning on my journey adds value to you guys. Otherwise, you wouldn't have listened this far into this episode, would you? So I'm going to stop rambling now and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the audio from this morning's Facebook Live. Hello, good morning, Hive Mind. Good morning, Facebook world. I just thought that I would jump on a quick live because I've been wanting to do this for a few days anyway, and I thought I could plan it, I could script it, I could do this, that, the other, and then I thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm feeling inspired, I'm feeling energized, I'm feeling awake, and I've figured out that I have a habit of wanting to go live at 8.30 a.m. no matter where I am. So. The title of this slide is Traveling Europe During a Pandemic. So I don't know if you guys know, because I've actually had a few messages through replying to like my stories and my pictures like, oh, are these old photos? Like surely you can't actually be away right now. And the answer is yes, I did go away. Yes, I did go on a road trip during a global pandemic because this pandemic is gonna go on for a really, really long time. And I kind of made the decision that I didn't want to live my life in fear and being afraid anymore so I worked out where was safer than Leicester you know where can I go and feel that kind of level of freedom uh, but also be safe and responsible so you know I thought about flying and I thought fuck flying like I do not want to get an airplane for a long time I mean flying is a bit of like <laughs> a jam hotspot anyway without a pandemic and I'm fortunate enough that my dad lives in South Italy so I concocted this plan somehow managed to convince Toby to do it with me and said look we're gonna drive we're gonna drive to Italy and it's going to be amazing and it's gonna be one of those once-in-a-lifetime experiences because I had actually done this drive last December so I knew how simple it was like yes it could take between two and five days but what an amazing way to see the world instead of getting stuck at an airport. So, you, you know, we, like I actually prefer driving to places now because yes, it takes a little bit longer, but when you think about it, when you're driving, you, you know, sorry, when you're flying, you know, you have to show up at the airport uh, like two hours early. Oh my God, sorry. Like I'm at my in-laws and I'm finally reunited with my dog and there is another dog next door. So she's, <laughs> she's kind of like, go for it. Bye. Can we not do that? Sorry about that. <laughs> She's looking at me like, but I'm playing. Yeah, when you're flying, um, you know, you have to, you know, uh, often it's two, 
two or three hours to the airport itself, then you have to find parking. Then you're there two, three hours before the actual flight. Then the flight itself, for me to Italy, it's two and a half hours. And then you've got an hour the other side of passport control and trying to find your bags and then you know going to the car or getting a transfer. And it actually takes out a whole day when you're flying anyway. And it's exhausting because you can't settle in one place. You're constantly up and here and there and this and that. So driving for me, really doesn't make that much difference it's more comfortable it's safer you know you're not around any strangers and you can see more you can stop more and it's you know way comfortable <laughs> my car is a lot more comfortable than an easy jet flight so Connor said, did you have to quarantine from country to country? No, we didn't so I kept a close eye on what was going on over in Europe um maybe from mid-May, end of May sort of thing, because I was going to go in the middle of June and be like, hasta la bye-bye everyone. But no, we went uh, We went at the end, right at the end of June, that final weekend in June, uh, because because uh, of Toby's furlough and work commitments and things like that. And we had to actually be responsible grown-ups instead of just whimsical, whimsical go-getters like me. So on the 15th of June, um, France, Germany, Italy, like quite a lot of European countries, they released their travel bans, like they released their restrictions and you no longer had to quarantine upon arrival. You, um, you no longer had to provide forms of identification because prior to that you did and they were open for tourism. Now Italy was actually open from earlier than that, I think around the 6th of June. And when we got to Switzerland, we found that they had been open internally into a couple of other countries like next to them since the 15th of May and they opened up to you know Britain and a few other countries on the 15th of June so we waited just under two weeks from that point just to make sure everything was safe and no one was gonna open up uh, realize they've opened up too early and then go back down into a second lockdown and I kept a really close eye on how things were you know I was you know staying in contact with my my dad in Italy and we have um, a friend in Holland that we stayed with so we were staying in touch with her I've got a couple of friends like in France you know and we weren't just listening to the news we were talking to people who were actually there and on on the ground and experiencing all of this and because Italy got hit so hard and so fast they really have their shit together. And I actually felt a lot safer getting the hell out of Dodge and going to South Italy. And you know what? It was an amazing and unbelievable experience. And we were very, very careful with it. And I just want to say that the caveat now quickly that we both got Corona tests as soon as, you know, the day that we got back in the country and under 24 hours actually, really really good uh, you know go and get one because it like takes 10 minutes and under 24 hours you've got your results back but toby and i both did that we stuck a swab up our nose and like down the back of our throats very uncomfortable but did it and we um, yeah we came our results came back and we were negative and that was just peace of mind for us and i guess for a lot of other people and i think there was a lot of like social pressure which is good and bad in itself but no covid free because in our what are they called the central console in the the little armrest box in the front seat we had uh, a few packs of like face masks we had disinfectant wipes we had hand gel we had tissues we it was like a corona <laughs> corona case basically and we were aware of all the different rules and regulations in every country that we went to and to be on the safe side we just wore a mask everywhere that we went and in switzerland they don't wear masks anymore they're just really on it with the disinfecting and 
The Swiss just kind of really have their shit together as a country. Anyway, they are very efficient. They are very clean people. And we got there and we had masks on. And when we got to our first hotel, so it was seven hours from Calais to Egerkingen, where we stayed on the first well, on the first day. We got there quite late at night. And um, yeah, we got to the hotel desk with masks on. And the woman said, you know, are you sick? We said, no, 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 not at all. We've no symptoms. She said, why are you wearing masks? And we thought, well, that's just the done things do she went no take them off we haven't needed those since mid-may just you know keep your distance you know make sure you sanitize your hands and switzerland is just back to normal and i feel like even pre-pandemic they were on it with the hand sanitizing and the cleanliness anyway so switzerland was a dream and being able to experience a country like that it just like the main thing that really stuck with me throughout this whole trip was everywhere we went should have been seething with american and asian tourists it it should have been um and i think a lot of british people it's not british culture to be like oh let's go to switzerland for a weekend but it's very very hot on more international tourism but where we went it was bliss because everywhere was reopened again like normal but it wasn't busy there were no cures there was no like hustling bustling in the streets you know we we did so many of these amazing things but we didn't have to queue and we weren't in large crowds and we actually avoided large cities in our initial plan and then we thought well maybe we can actually check some out because we've seen what the smaller places are like and it is empty so wherever we went wherever we stayed i booked it all on my back office system uh, literally like the day before like we had a loose outline plan but we didn't want to put too much pressure on ourselves so if we wanted to do a big nine hour drive one day we could or if we were naked and we wanted to stop off then we could do that too so we kind of planned the day before what we were gonna do and feel the next day in most cases and you know, I actually got quite a few free upgrades <laughs> from being a, a, tra a travel industry insider um, and booking all the, these rooms. So, you know, we were trying to do it on the cheap as much as we could without compromising our situation. So what we did, we actually took our own pillows with us just to be on the safe side. And also pillows in cheap hotels are often awful. So yeah, Zurich, Joel, yeah, Zurich is amazing. Yeah, kind of plan a road trip. Honestly, it's the best way to be. So seven hours from Calais to Egerkingen. Then we stayed in Egerkingen. Then the next day, that was just a stop off, but it was gorgeous. It was so beautiful there. And then the next day we kind of started driving through the Alps and we stayed, uh, we stopped off in Lucerne, which is a gorgeous city. And again, we were walking all around this amazing city. We saw the Chapel Bridge. I managed to get loads of like great pictures. And the pictures that I've put up, I haven't edited people out of them. Like that is just how quiet it was and how respectful everybody was of keeping their distance. Like I got a few pictures on the bridge, which is normally, again, seething with tourists, like just bumping into one another and honestly they're just so respectful so so respectful so we you know we kind of followed suit with whatever society was doing wherever we were and then we stayed in Interlaken the next day and we actually it was my first experience staying in a hostel and I thought oh I don't really know how I feel about staying in a hostel like I, you know I want to make sure I get a private room and we were supposed to stay in a tiny room with bunk beds but when we arrived like not only because you know, I work, you know, I have my online travel business, so I am an industry professional, but also because it was so quiet in the hostel, we got a free upgrade to a massive room. And I was a bit disappointed that Toby and I wouldn't be staying in bunk beds and pretending like we were at summer camp. But that's, you know, it's just one, another one of these things. And we needn't have worried about anything. I will say one thing though, one thing that we did go into it with a precaution and we did it on the way back as well, is that when we drove from Switzerland and we started to come down through Italy, 
there's an, a region called Lombardy. So that's, uh, Milan is uh, the capital of the region of Lombardy. And you go from Switzerland and then there's Lake Como and then it's kind of Lombardy and Milan. Now that's where it was really badly affected with the virus in Lombardy. So, you know, I did a wee, we filled up the car, we got snacks when we were in Switzerland and then we drove straight through Lombardy and we made an agreement that we were not gonna stop. We made sure we had enough fuel and provisions, you know, in case, you know, we got stuck in traffic for whatever reason and we would not get out the car driving through Lombardy because even our friends in Italy, you know, my dad and my family were saying, still avoid Lombardy. So I wanted to go to Lake Como and Lake Garda, but just gonna have to drive there next year when it's all a bit safer and there's a vaccine because I don't wanna risk it because yes, there is still a virus and yes, there is still a pandemic, but even though I don't wanna lead with fear and I don't wanna live a life based on, oh fuck, well, what if this happens? I still like to minimize my chances of risk. So we drove straight through Lombardy, we went straight down, we stayed in a Roman coastal town, we stayed in La Spezia, and then we got to Agropoli where my dad lives, which is just a haven, and Italy have their shit together. And I'm saying this to everybody who's complaining about having to wear a face mask now, like, oh my God, like Tobes and I just do it naturally anyway now. Because out in Italy, every time you go into a public space that's indoors whether you're getting gelato whether that's coffee a supermarket a bar a restaurant whatever if you're inside and it's a public space you wear a face mask and you sanitize your hands and if you're going to stay in there for a bit like a restaurant or a bar you just fill out a quick declaration form that you don't have any symptoms and these are my contact details just in case um you know there is an outbreak and they can track it back and they can let you know so everybody kicking up a fuss about like not wanting to give out their details and not wanting to wear a mask like oh my god like pull yourself together like you want your life to go back to normal i've just had an amazing month away where everything's been back to normal and all i've had to do is wear a mask in certain situations make sure my hands are clean all the time which shouldn't we do that anyway right and just giving my phone number and my name to people and I'm sorry but when we were all 18 and drunk that is something that we would do anyway and you know we give it to randomers instead of you know professional people who just want our details for our own benefits so I'm sorry like that's just my little rant that's my two-piece on the whole thing like I'm still going out and wearing a face mask now whenever I go into an indoor public place because I've just traveled around Europe for a month come back had a corona test don't have corona and I'm gonna keep it that way. Like that is literally how you avoid the virus. You just use your common sense. But being in Italy and go, like we went to the beach and you know, people were saying, oh, it's gonna be really busy full of tourists. No, because the Italians got hit so hard, they are really respectful and they keep their distance. And I had amazing days out at the beach. You know, I was able to get a sunbed. And again, because there weren't many foreign tourists there. It was all local tourists, people who understood the impact, especially in Lombardy with what happened with the virus. Nobody out there is saying the virus is a government conspiracy because most people out there had somebody very close to them get very badly affected by the virus. So they get it and they're not being dicks about it, you know? But you know, we went out to dinner and we saw friends and you know, I went to a bar for a drink and I, you know, I, you know, I did all these amazing things and there were no tourists. And I tell you what, the, when it really hit home to me about the whole thing was when we went to Matera and we saw Christ the Redeemer and he has this big, big Christ statue. And it's one of these places where they normally have shuttle buses going up and down. And there was maybe 10, 20 people there. And we were able to drive all the way to the top. I nearly shit my pants. It was really fucking scary. And we got there and yeah, there was just nobody there. And you normally have to pay, you know, like 30, 40 euros to go. It was free for us. And 
the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't want people to sit there and be afraid to travel now because yes, there is a virus going on, but you can still go places. You can still experience the world. You can still help economies recover right now because it's say it honestly and i left leicester maybe two days before it went back into lockdown and i am so grateful that i did because i live right in the city center right in the city center like in the north of the city center like round the corner from evington where you know this all kind of kicked off again back home and i'm really grateful that i did and we were very very careful you know in those first five days and we were being very aware of you know do we have any symptoms you know this that, and the other like disinfecting ourselves constantly and you know we were you know we were fine because we were careful before we left but it didn't stop us from going out and i actually felt way safer the whole time we were away than i have done being in leicester the whole time during the pandemic because i think maybe it's a british mentality and i think because our government kind of fluffed things up a little bit as well because now they say, oh, we have to wear face masks. Like, what is it? It's this weekend it starts, doesn't it? And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> this should have been from the get-go. And I think that's why certain cultures where we've been, you know, out in Holland, in Switzerland, and Italy, they were the main places that we stayed and we explored. They just did it from the get-go. So I know it's I know it's going to be really tough, and I'm not preaching here like at all. I'm just literally sharing my experience. And if any of you guys want to know any, you know, tips and tricks and hints about how to go on a road trip, just message me because oh my god it was so much fun and we did it on a budget i think maybe all in between toby and i i think we spent maybe like no more than a grand grand and a half like max and we didn't we didn't stay in like the cheapest of the cheap we just stayed like you know 50 quid a night kind of places and you know we didn't really restrict ourselves but we were sensible with money like we cooked our own meals a lot we stayed in places that you know had kitchenettes available and oh thanks so much holly <laughs> thank you um yeah we stayed in places that had amenities available to us i mean initially they have these places that are like summer camp where you stay in these little bungalows and then you have an outdoor kind of kitchenette so you have a, a hob and a fridge so you know, we just made a lot of our own food and we went out to supermarkets and little markets and we bought fresh every day. And that was kind of part of the experience as well. And I just absolutely loved it. And instead of staying in, you know, big resorts, which I, I am actually still a little bit wary of big resorts, you know, those big package holidays, because these kind of places, they've got hundreds of rooms with thousands of people in them. And the places we stayed maybe had a hundred people like total in them. So if something were to happen, if there was an outbreak, then it would be pretty easy for them to kind of track it and get in touch with us. You know, it's just peace of mind. And it was also being able to see, you know, the real culture of these places. Because often when you stay in these resorts, it is the height of luxury. And it is wonderful not having to think about paying for things and having an all-day breakfast buffet and signing cocktails to the room. You don't even have to think about it. But the way we did, we kind of slow traveled through places we stayed away deliberately away from big touristy places so we didn't go to like venice we didn't go to naples we stayed in, we didn't go to florence for instance we stayed in siena instead and siena is this gorgeous gorgeous town but it's in that you know it's in the region of florence it's you know it's right by Firenze, and i really wanted to go to florence but i thought oh it's a really fucking big city and it's really quite close to lombardy so i don't feel like it's safe so i'm gonna i'm gonna say that oh jerry thank you so much yeah hey guys if you ever drop me a message I will get back to you and if I don't get back to you just harass me inside you because sometimes my inbox does actually build up quite a little bit or I'll like go to open a message and then 
get, I mean, I'm human. We all get distracted and I love an afternoon nap as well. So things do get on top of me and I'm excited today to get back to the ground, back to the hustle with my, with my little red tan nose as well. But my whole point with this, and I was a bit like, oh, should I do this live? Should I not do this live? Like, I'm not here to like brag or boast or like rub it in like, ha ha, I escaped Leicester because that was just really good timing. Like I was planning to leave anyway, and then lockdown happened. And I genuinely didn't believe that lockdown was gonna happen. I was like, no way can they do this. But I didn't believe that a pandemic was gonna, nobody ever thinks. Like, can you imagine this time last year if we were like, yeah. 2020 is going to be really tough. Uh, you know, we're going to have these bushfires. You know, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And oh yeah, by the way, there's going to be a global pandemic. You would be like, nah, fuck off, mate. Like, you've you been doing shrooms again. Like, are you high? But we are, and we are in this really bizarre situation. So uh, for anybody wondering, I'm actually in Mills and Keynes right now. Uh, we're staying with our in-laws for a couple of weeks. Um, and then we're going to head head home. I think we would have been away just over a month by the time we actually get home, which has been really cool and really reflective for me. And it's actually made me realize what I do and what I don't need in my life. Kind of being away from home for so long and just having, you know, Toby and I shared a suitcase. Um, so we could have more space for snacks and cool box in the car. You know, I left some shoes behind so I could have more snacks. <laughs> kind of girl I am. But I want anybody out there who is thinking about, about going abroad, just be responsible about where you're going and don't think, oh, I'm worried I'm gonna get the virus because the truth of the matter is you've got just as much chance of getting it abroad as you do in the UK. And actually certain cities, certain countries abroad, like Switzerland, really have got way more of a handle on it. And so long as you just respect social distancing, you wear a fucking mask. It's not to protect you, it's to protect everybody else. So if that dickhead around the corner, he wears a mask and you wear a mask, then you know the chance of you spreading the infection is way less. Then we can all just go and get on with our lives, can't we? And we can all go to the beach and you don't have to wear a mask on the beach either. Like you just wear it when you're walking around places. And hopefully, if anyone's within a meter of you on the beach, then leave the beach because the beach is too busy for another person to be there. Do you know what I mean? It's just common sense. And like, I just feel like the Europeans, like they've just got it down. They've just got it sorted, especially the Swiss. Cannot talk about how amazing the Swiss are enough. So, you know, it's super easy to do. Like you can either get a ferry from Harwich uh, and go to the Hook of Holland, uh, which is one one time when I did the drive, I did that. Or you can get, this time we, we got Le Chatel. Le Chatel. So it's the, it's actually really cool. So it's a train. Um, I think it goes under the sea. Does it go through the sea? I don't know. If anyone knows about Le Chatel, let me know. Cause it just baffled me. But essentially you drive on it, uh, on your car. Um, just like you do in a car wash, you kind of stop and you put the brakes on and then you're in a little compartment and then it kind of goes and then you feel yourself go down a bit and then there's like, and then half an hour later, like you pop out and you're in France. And it's just so quick and it's so easy. And it's actually, I'd say it's about the same price, if not cheaper in some cases than the ferry. So we got the shuttle there just for the sake of speed and ease. And then we drove from Cali to Egerkingen and then we just blatted through France. We just went on the autostrada. It's not the nicest of drives, but it does take, you know, the quickest amount of time. It's like 30 euros in tolls and they have toll rolls out, toll, toll roads out there because they don't really pay road tax. Uh, so once I explained that to Toby, he stopped getting so grumpy about having to pay um, tolls all the time. Switzerland, they don't have any tolls, but you do have to, we've got a sticker in our car now, which we can use for a year. So I'm going to drive back to Switzerland just to use this damn sticker. And I think it's 40 euros. And that means you can drive on any of their motorways. Cause again, that's how, that's how they fund their roads and keep everything so good. And then Italy, again, they've got tolls. Um, Holland, 
no tolls but holland do have like a really low speed limit and going from like germany on the on their like oh what's it called the autobahn which has no speed limit and i'm pushing 100 miles an hour at this point then you pop out in holland and it's like 60 miles an hour so and motorways you're a bit like i don't know it's an adjustment isn't it um so yeah so just be kind of prepared and i would say like have euros and have change with you for the tolls and for certain places because i wrongly assumed that because of the pandemic everybody would have switched over to contactless they would have switched over to car payments that's not the case like we did have to go and get money out um bank wise for me i use monzo for my personal and starling for my business bank because both of those they don't have conversion rates on them i know with certain cards i think my santander one like every time i use it abroad i get charged or like a conversion rate or something like that but with monzo and starling you don't and it they're actually like just better banking apps completely so if you ever want more information on that let me know and i'm happy to talk through banking stuff with you because it's too boring to talk about banking stuff when you're on a live and then you know, when you're packing, like, you can take as much as you want because there's no restrictions. You don't have to, like, try and jam all your toiletries into tiny little bottles. So, but we also bought things when we were out there because we weren't in, like, big resorts. We could go to the local supermarkets. I could pick things up along the way. It was just like being in a home away from home. And I think the future of travel, whilst they are trying to make flying, um, you know, safer for people. I don't think, personally, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be getting on a plane uh, for a while. But I like I like boats and I like I like the long drives. I like the views, so that's fine for me. I think for families with kids, I, I get it. Like drives can be a bit much. Like we were talking to our friends that we stayed with in Southampton. They were like, we would love to do this, but seven hours in a car is just too much for a five-year-old, which I get. Um, just kind of stop along the way. Like what we did, we didn't go into this like, oh, I want to visit Egerkingen, I want to visit Interlaken, I want to visit Siena, I want to visit uh, Civita Vecchia. Um, we didn't. We didn't go into it like that we thought okay that's our end destination so for us our end destination was a grappoli and i just kind of plotted a route and along the way i just started googling places and researching into places and because i had no i i've never been to switzerland i've literally never even thought about going to switzerland before everybody should go to switzerland though it's amazing and i just started googling places along the way and that's how we found eggerkingen that's how we found lucerne that's how we found interlaken that's how we found um civita vecchia you know las bezias how we found those white beaches i don't know if you guys saw the photo of me in there yeah, it's very like James Bond, but I'm in like this white swimsuit and I'm on this like white sandy beach and it's just stunning. And I think once you kind of take off the pressure, like anything in life, once you take off the pressure and you're willing to go with the flow and just, you know, you kind of expect things to go wrong and you're like, I'm just going to accept whatever happens and I'm going to go with the flow. And I've got, you know, this backup money reserve, like just in case, like a car could towed in switzerland and we had to pay out a few hundred pounds to get it back but you know we were like okay you know we budgeted for a little bit of fuck ups so it wasn't the end of the world but just kind of be aware i mean have a loose budget but also don't be afraid to you know live like a king for a day if you want to and like for me i carried on working so toby would drive for two three hours and i would drive for two three hours and whenever he was driving i would either be napping or i would be working and we kind of made an agreement that whoever was driving got to pick the music or got to pick the podcast so if i got fed up with what he was listening to i'd be like it's my turn to drive so it's kind of you know a win-win situation and if he got fed up with uh, what i was listening to i think i demanded that we put taylor swift's discography on driving through Germany at one point he was like oh, I think you know I'd like to drive now so swings and roundabouts so if you're worried about being in a car with people for that long whether you're in a couple 
or whether you know it's a friendship group i think so long as you set some ground rules before you get in the damn car then everything runs a lot smoother and toby and i are quite good at communicating um we're actually really fucking good at communicating like i'm really good at telling him how i feel he'll kind of clam up a bit but then he comes out with it eventually and you know if anyone who knows me knows that i'm just like ah, i have no fills up most of the time and that's how we got through things like yes there were moments where things got really stressful yes there were moments where i got dead aggy let's not forget that a week before i decided to go away i decided to quit nicotine so my brain was still <laughs> getting used to not having anything to fall back on when i was like pissed off about something but you know what i would say is have a loose plan so you've got your guidelines but don't don't get stressed out if things don't go to plan make sure that you are respectful of whichever country you're in like just as a precaution just have like sanitizer disinfectant wipes face masks like tissues just have all of that shit with you either in your day bag or in your overnight bag or you know in your car with you because the amount of times we kind of like half forgot but i'd be like oh i've got mass sanitizer with me here just you know it saves a lot of hassle saves a lot of faff and um yeah just don't don't be frightened of it like toby was a bit apprehensive he was like this is a big thing you know a month is a long time to go away with someone before i was like toby we're married like get over it it's gonna happen you know and you know obviously the drive it can be stressful it can be long like i went into this totally open-minded toby is more sensible than me so obviously he had his reservations and he was a bit like skeptical i don't know if that's the right word but I just think that in every kind of friendship or relationship dynamic, there is a yin, there is a yang, there is somebody who's um, a bigger picture person and somebody who's more in tune with the details. And so long as you can find a middle ground and just remember that often it's not the idea that you're compromising on, but it's the person you're compromising with. And I think once I got that clear in my brain, I was like, oh, well, we don't have to go to the beach every day just most days if that's okay and Tobes and I actually went off and we did our own thing most of the time like he went off um you know I packed him a rucksack with like water and snacks and uh, like a snorkel and towels and sun cream and stuff like, like a mum <laughs> and he went off and he went and explored for the day and I went and found a really nice sunbed on a beach and I had a really nice day like you know doing some work from my phone like reading a book and so long as you're not like we have to do everything together you're fine. Like, just have that confidence to be independent. And just have that confidence to actually be like, fuck it, I'm going to go and explore. And I don't really care what society thinks because I know that I'm making the right choices. So that's why I decided to jump on a live this morning. I'm sorry if I've rambled on. I didn't really have any notes, which is never good for me on a live. Like, I should have bullet points. But if anyone has any questions, if anybody is like, I'm actually thinking of doing this, how do I go on a great European road trip? Then just let me know. Because there's certain shit things you need to know like if you're driving through France you have to have a breathalyzer you have to have this whole kit it's got like a high-vis jacket and like those little like triangle things we've got um we had to put stickers on our headlamps for instance like it's things you don't even think about because our headlamps uh you know they go like kind of like this way when they shine but obviously you're driving on the other side of the road so you need to put stickers on so they go this way um and obviously remembering to take them off when you get back to England, which we forgot to do for a day or so, but luckily we didn't drive anywhere in the dark, so it's okay. But it's little things like this and making sure you've got breakdown um, insurance, like getting your car checked over and all of these things that it can easily be an oversight. And like nothing went wrong for us. We were so, I'm so grateful. We've been so fortunate with our whole experience, but you want to be prepared for every eventuality, essentially, don't you? And make sure you know you have travel insurance. Toby doesn't have travel insurance. And he only told me, like, in the last week of the trip, like, I have annual travel insurance. 
because I just feel like that's the smart thing to do for somebody who's obsessed with going away all the time. So anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. I'm going to leave it there. Um, just drop me a line if you, if you want any advice, if you want any help, if you want any tips, like let's talk, let's get back to traveling. Let's stop living in fear and actually living our lives again, but sensibly, responsibly, and in a really safe way. So have an amazing day, everyone. And I look forward to answering your many, many questions about how to go on a road trip across Europe. Okay, guys, so there you have it. That was that was this morning's little bit rambly, uh, but totally honest and raw Facebook Live. And it's titled, you know, Traveling Europe During a Pandemic, because that's what um, that's what Tobes and I just got back from doing, uh, which is incredible. And I'm actually really grateful that when we got home and we were home back to the UK and we went and stayed in Southampton for a few days, I'm so grateful to the universe for giving me sunny weather because I'm not gonna lie I did get a little bit upset when the ship pulled into Dover because it was gray and it was raining and it was really cold and it dawned on me that I hadn't packed a, a jumper like I've got a thin hoodie but I hadn't packed a jumper and that, that thought just really upset me and it kind of really made things clear for me that I know what I want now is to be able to have freedom to make choices about where I am when I go there and I don't want to have to live a constricted life anymore I want to be able to just pick up and go and explore places whenever I want and with that comes you know financial financials it's a big part of it and to me money means choices money doesn't mean handbags to me so it's kind of spurred me on quite a lot to to get my ass in gear to hustle harder to work smarter and really kind of push myself and push myself through those boundaries, you know, out of my comfort zone so I can so I can have that income that will support this lifestyle that I now want. So I'm going to be actually launching some, you know, I mentioned the group coaching, I'm going to be launching some one-to-one coaching sessions soon as well. So I am mega, mega excited to be able to share with you guys how I've managed to get out of the depths of darkness and depression and be able to help you guys overcome your barriers and your limiting beliefs. So one of the barriers we went through today was obviously travel because it's been a bit of a taboo subject. So I went and traveled around Europe, you know, I made sure that I was confident in my decisions and my plans. And I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to do it because other people's opinions have really stopped affecting my decision-making skills because I am now very, very confident in my own mind. So I mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast, I'm going to mention it again. Um, Creating Confidence has just finished, but the Facebook group is still live. It is still going to be live. So head over to, if you're an Instagram person, the link is in my bio. If you are a Facebook person, just search my name and look for my page, not my profile, and just click uh, view group. And it's right there. You can just request to join it and it's free. And I ask for nothing from you, but your honest feedback. That's all I ever want. So I'm going to leave it there for this week, guys. Uh, sorry if it was a bit rambly and a bit unstructured. But if you preferred the rambliness and the unstructured, then please let me know. You know, leave me a review. Um, drop me a line. Like, I would love it if you could leave me a review on my Facebook page. And I'm going through this journey. I'm still figuring out what does and doesn't work. Just like you guys are. Just like you guys are. So I'll leave it there. Have an amazing day, evening, week. Like, whenever you're listening to this. And I will catch up with you guys next week.